0: everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast and this episode 82 for the week of june 23rd 2019. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their first day of summer this week. Everyone should be out of school by now. And parents, hopefully you're doing okay with all the kids back at home. But hopefully you guys have some great plans upcoming this summer. There's a lot of people already heading down to Walt Disney World uh, with 4th of July coming up. So there's a lot going on there. And I'm actually going to talk about what to do, uh, what you can do at the Walt Disney World Resort on 4th of July. There was a question that had come in about it. So we'll be talking about that today. But there's actually a lot of uh, some good news pieces today this this week. So, of course, there's the, the Galaxy's Edge news. uh Uh, Tomorrow, or whenever you're listening to this, Monday, June 24th, uh, the reservations have ended, so it's opening up to everyone, so anyone can now visit the land. So Disney had released some news about what to do there. Uh, and then there was a brand new experience that's coming to the Halloween party, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party at Walt Disney World this year, uh, and a few other items as well that we'll, we'll discuss. So, you know what, why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. you So the biggest news story that had come out this past week was actually the annual pass news story, the the increase that happened at Walt Disney Worlds. Now Katie and I actually did a whole episode about this. Uh, we released it this past week, so episode 81. So we won't I won't really be discussing a lot about it. We talked everything we needed to to kinda kinda lay out and hear what your thoughts were, and we got some a lot of great feedback from that episode. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, I would uh, go ahead and listen to episode 81. Uh, and yeah, I forgot to actually mention Katie's not with me today. I am I'm riding solo on this episode, but that's okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, but so since we're not talking about the annual pass, uh, the first, of course, the first news item is going to be about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because that's the, the second hot topic we got going on. And the biggest thing is that uh, starting Monday, June 24th, so probably by the time you're listening to this, um the reservation system has is going to be ending. there's you don't have to have a reservation to enter the land anymore it is opening up to everyone. So Disneyland uh, finally kind of revealed I mean we we kind of knew this was coming like a virtual queue system, but they really laid out. All the details uh, for it and how it's gonna work. So I'm kind of got I'm gonna go through all of those steps uh, with you now. And we actually, if if you wanna see the written version of this, we have an article posted at excesspresspodcast.com uh, that Giovanni had written up for us. So if you if you if you need to go back and listen to uh, or to read that, you can go ahead and do that. But. So I'm going to kind of tell you what's happening. So, of course, June 24th, uh, Disney is introducing a virtual queuing system. Uh, so you'll be receiving what they're calling a boarding pass to kind of travel to Batuu. Um So that kind of means, like, if the land is at capacity, uh, you'll get to enjoy the rest of Disneyland without waiting in line. So this is this is how it's going to work. So I would highly, highly suggest that you download the Disneyland app. Uh, first, because if you don't, then it, it's going to be a little bit trickier for you to know. Uh, I'm going to go through it, but I would just highly suggest that you get the Disneyland app. Um, so what's going to happen is the the app is going to display the Galaxy's Edge status and access page, and then after entering Disneyland, the page will tell guests um, uh, if the if the land is emitting by boarding group only. So pretty much like say you scan your park ticket at like 10 a.m. Uh, you go enter through the park and you check the Disneyland app to see if if there is availability inside of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, if there's not, it will tell you. It says that you cannot enter the land, but you'll, you can join the virtual queuing system. So if, say, you can't get into the land... Uh, guests can touch the join boarding group button to start the, po- uh, the process. Uh, if if there, there is no status, if it doesn't say it's at capacity, you can actually proceed directly to the land itself. Uh, so, guests do need their tickets linked to the app, so you're going to want to make sure that is happening, uh, and you're also going to indicate who in their group wants to join the boarding group because you will not be able to add any members of the party uh, after confirming. So make sure you have all your ducks in order uh, and you have that squared away. So. Uh, then after you confirm your reservation, guests will be assigned a boarding group, and then you can go enjoy the park uh, without having to wait in a queue to access the land. So go ahead, ride your Space Mountain, go get your, uh, your, your Mickey bar or your churro because you can't get those in, uh, in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, go to Pirates. Go do whatever you want in Disneyland. Um, and then make sure that you have push notifications uh, enabled for the Disneyland app on your phone because you'll want to be notified or you will be notified when it is your time to enter the land. Uh, so this will happen through the app and the app will tell the guests which of three land entrances to use. So they will scan um, and then when you go to the entrance, the, the cast members will scan the barcode on the park ticket uh, and you can enter the land. So uh, it's pretty easy. It, it, it's simple. It's I think this is probably I feel like this is probably what's going to happen to Walt Disney World. I think this is a really great system. They don't want to overcrowd the land at all because you don't want to be standing shoulder to shoulder. And for what I've been hearing is that people have been actually really loving that it's not super crowded in the parks uh, or in the land. It's this is—it's been a really great thing that this reservation system that they had. So, uh, I think it's only been maybe like 4,000 people in the land. Hopefully, I got that number right. That's the number I did here I think it's about 4,000 people that are in the land at one time. So, I hope Disney kind of continues this as the park opens to the masses. So, we're really gonna—we're really gonna know this upcoming week what is going on with the land. So, I'll be sure to update everyone. Uh, next Sunday to see kind of what has been happening over at Disneyland because I again I feel like this this is going to happen at Disney World, um, so uh, say you don't know how to use a Disneyland app or you're just like you really don't want to have the Disneyland app on your phone, you could still get a boarding group. Um, at uh, at the park itself so uh what you need is your park admission ticket you can go to uh, select disney fast pass services uh service locations within the park so like there's a haunted mansion one Indiana jones adventure uh space mountain splash mountain or near the the matterhorn bobsleds um you can go to one of these fast pass service locations, and it, you can get a boarding group number over there. So uh, throughout the either the park or maybe just the land, uh, there is like digital signage that tells you when your boarding group is able to enter the land. So again, it's like you're traveling to Patu and you have a boarding group. So kind of like if you're going uh, to on an airplane, uh say, i I fly United all the time. So United has five different groups. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, and it's like okay, boarding group one, boarding group two. So it's it's kind of like that. So you just want to check your status on one of these digital signages to um, to know when it is your time to enter the land. Uh, and oh, I forgot to mention that uh, when it is your time to enter the land, you will have two hours to return. So it's giving you a good buffer. So there's no rush for you to get to the land. You'll get in with those in those two hours. If you're waiting online for a ride, you can you can do the ride and then hey, yeah just head on over to Galaxy's Edge, and again you have to go to one of the entrances. Right now, Disneyland has three. Well, they're all has, I shouldn't say right now they they will always have three entrances. Uh, Disney will tell you which one to enter. So that's pretty much it on how you can uh, enter or access the virtual queue for Disneyland upcoming and. I really think this is what's gonna to come to Walt Disney World. I think this is a, a really great system where it's not gonna overcrowd the land at all. So yeah, I mean, we don't know what's happening in Walt Disney World, but uh, I, I, th- I think this is will be it and it makes sense, but time will tell when we know what's happening. So a couple other things that Disney had announced with this news is that reservations for Save's Workshop and Oga's Cantina, will you can make reservations beginning at 7 a.m. the morning of your visit. Uh, so as soon as you enter the land, you can make a reservation by using the Disneyland app or going to Disneyland.com slash Cantina or Disneyland.com slash Savi's Workshop. So uh, that's that's great that as soon as you enter the land, you can kind of just uh, make a reservation for those because those are the two big ticket items right now that people really, really want to do. Uh, space is limited, so if you, if you really plan on... Trying to get into either one of those things, I would suggest getting there early in the morning because those things are probably going to fill up super fast. And if you don't want to miss out on it, uh, yeah, you're going to want to do that. But I would uh, really suggest visiting both of those websites to get all of the rules. Again, that is Disneyland.com slash Cantina or Disneyland.com slash Savvy's Workshop. And what I kind of found really interesting that I don't understand why people aren't talking about this. So there are no cancellations allowed for either of these things so if you make a reservation for the workshop or the cantina uh, cancellations are not allowed and before you make the reservation you have to put your credit card down and what is crazy to me is that Disneyland uh, will be charging a $200 no show fee per builder if you do not show up or fail to check in for Savi's workshop so pretty much the cost of the lightsaber itself they will be charging so uh, if, if you are doing this the morning of, or if you're going to make a reservation in the morning of, make sure you go to your actual reservation. Uh, I mean, if if like, if, like there's an emergency that happens and you have to leave the park, it's, you're going to be charged $200. I don't know if you can work out something with Disney, but it, yeah, that's, that's pretty steep. And yeah just make sure you definitely want to do this experience because otherwise yeah you are out two hundred dollars and i don't think anyone wants to do that uh but if and if you don't show up to your reservation for oga's cantina it is uh ten dollars per person so similar to how the adr's work so uh but yeah just uh just make sure that you really want to do that uh, those experiences yeah because i don't think you want to be charged two hundred dollars so um, but yeah, so that is uh, all the news for the Galaxy's Edge. And again, I think this is how the Walt Disney World is going to is gonna act. Uh, I think they've learned a lot from what Disneyland has done. They learned that Oga's Cantina and Savvy's Workshop are the two big ticket items. Um, and that, uh, yeah, that putting these reservation systems in place is the best way to go. So uh, we don't know for certain how Walt Disney World will be handling. Again, all we know is that the uh, the what am I saying, trying to say? Oh, the Extra Magic Hours are, are going to be there, so we're going to have that in place. But I'm pretty sure we're going to know within the next week what is going to be going on at the Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and see see how Disney handles that. And then I think that will be what we see over at Walt Disney World. So, all right, but that's it for all of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news today. Uh, So yeah stick to uh, stay tight, and we're gonna head on over to uh, Walt Disney World Cuz there's something new going on over at the Halloween party this upcoming year. So if you are heading to Walt Disney World this upcoming fall season and you are going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, well, there is a new experience for the first time this year that you can join, uh, but it is an extra ticketed item. So you'd have to spend a little bit more money if you really want to do this. So they announced this year Cruella's Halloween Hideaway. So this is actually kind of similar to what they did last year at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party where there is an extra ticketed experience over at Tony's Town Square restaurant where you can, uh, here at this party, you can actually mix and mingle with Corella DeVille herself. Uh, so this will pretty much be a, a fun and festive experience where there will be themed background music and decor. And, of course, over at Tony's Town Square Restaurant, you'll get a great view of the Town Square itself. So, this actually doesn't begin until 9 p.m., but what it is, it's, it allows you to pop in and out at your leisure at the restaurant uh, where you can get tons of appetizers, lots of desserts, as well as beer and wine. Uh, and then you'll actually also have access to a special reserved viewing area for Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade, which, again, to me, is the best Halloween parade that Disney has. Uh, so that viewing is for the 11.15 p.m. showing, uh, which is great anyway because that park is – it's always usually a little less crowded for the second viewing. So so at the beginning of the party, make sure you skip the Halloween party because you'll have a, a great um, spot to see that – uh, but then after the parade, you can continue to have fun at Tony's where you can hang out until 2.30 a.m. The party usually ends at midnight, so you get to hang out a little bit longer. So uh, so Halloween tickets are pretty expensive. I've, I don't really know what they are going for this year. I mean, I paid over $100 for the Christmas party tickets, so I imagine they're like the same amount. Uh, but if you want to do Cruella's Halloween Hideaway, it is going to cost you an extra $99 per person. Uh, and this is going to be happening every night uh, for the Halloween event this year at upcoming uh, at the Magic Kingdom. So, And, you, of course, you will need admission to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So, uh, if you want to pay a little bit more, you can get this extra experience and kind of get away from the crowds for a bit. And, of course, just make sure you fill up on all the appetizers and food. And, hey, you get some beer and wine, so that'll, that'll be nice. So, like, I, I, you, I don't think you can take it into the park, but... Hey, if you want to go grab a beer, go walk around a bit, and go grab another beer. I mean, you have to walk them back and forth, but you can do that. But yeah, I personally, I don't think I would do this. This is uh, this is pretty expensive, and there's already a lot to do at the parties themselves. I I know when I go at least to the Christmas party this year, there's always like specialty Christmas foods, uh, so I'm going to be spending my money on that. I'm not going to. Pro- I'm probably not going to waste my time on like the free cookies and the chocolate hot cocoa, at least at the Christmas party. Like, I don't think it'll be worth it. I'd rather like pay for the special items. So if I were going to the Halloween party, uh, that's definitely what I would be doing. So, I mean, I've been to the Halloween party once before, and I don't think I navigated it the best that I, uh, I could have. Uh, I wish I did a a little bit better planning when it, when it came to it. Um, but yeah, so, Yeah, Cruella's Halloween Holloway, if you want to do that, that uh, tickets are available now. uh, And you can grab that for just uh, the low cost of $99 per person. So, yeah, tickets are available now. So there is some good news for the Walt Disney World Resort annual pass holders this uh, uh, this upcoming summer. Disney announced a lot of new things uh, that you can do. The biggest thing, though, that they announced is that. Uh, The Platinum, Platinum Plus, and the Premier Annual Pass holders uh, will be among the first to experience Galaxy's Edge over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, there will be complimentary special preview opportunities that are planned before the opening on August 29th. So, the capacity is limited and will be available first come, first serve basis. So they don't have a lot of information out for it yet, but they will be announcing more information and registration details for the previews at a later date. So we were speculating whether or not there will be annual pass holder previews. Well, Disney announced it. That is happening. So not a lot of detail there, but if you're an annual pass holder in the Walt Disney World Resort, or if you're just, if you're anyone, anyone who's a, one of those pass holders, um, if you're out of state, you can go and do these previews. So be on the lookout for that, and I'll let you guys know as soon as it, it is available. But uh, Disney also announced a few other things for the pass holders. So they they are bringing back the, um, the bring a friend offer, so select pass holders can share uh uh, the magic of disney of course uh, with others uh through a special one day ticket with a park hopper option for a special price of 89 dollars plus tax and that is uh, available for purchase now all the way through august 8th and this offer is valid for gold platinum platinum plus and premier pass holders so Yeah, the tickets will be available for purchase at Disney theme park ticket windows and must be used on the date of purchase. So pretty much you have to go to the park uh, the day of uh, and get these tickets. And since it's the park hopper option, uh, I would suggest starting your day bright and early in the morning and making the best use of that. Um, So yeah, you can do that. And then beginning July 5th, pass holders will be able to purchase a new summer splash pass which will receive unlimited visits to Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park and Typhoon Lagoon, from july 5th through september 7th uh and for the same cost of a non-discounted one day water park ticket for 69 dollars plus tax so that is pretty great i think that's pretty awesome that you can pay 69 bucks and you go to the water parks as much as you want uh this summer so yeah so those so those those are just some of the new things that you'll be able to do over at uh, the disney or the walt disney world park this summer if you are a annual pass holder Uh, And again, the biggest thing is, is that, hey, you are getting a special preview for Galaxy's Edge. So that is, that is big. So excited to see uh, what comes out of that. And I'll let you guys know when more details are available for that. This past week, Disney actually reached a new milestone with their popular minivan transportation service, uh, where they have now transported one million guests throughout the resort. So that's pretty awesome. I have yet to use this service, but I kind of want to try it on the next upcoming trip. But Disney announced that the minivan service is now or the the lyft is now the official rideshare app of the walt disney world and disneyland resort resort with new enhancements coming to the walt disney resort later this year so uh if you're not familiar with the minivans uh it is you can request these minivans through lyft so uh, a disneyland or a disney cast member will be driving these compared to just like a regular old person through lyft so um so Disney and Lyft are now collaborating in new ways. So this fall, Disney and Lyft are um, enhancing the app experience at Walt Disney World. And the update will make it a bit easier to request the minivan, uh, find the most convenient pickup location, and even select a wheelchair uh, accessible vehicle. So that is that is really exciting. So, so this uh, service started back in 2017, and they have really updated a lot of things. It started out. Small they I remember when they first announced it they had like 15 vehicles now They I can't even imagine how many they have I know they have a lot They can transport you to and from the airport for a pretty steep price But I've heard nothing but great things about the minivans again. You're being driven by a cast member so they always have a lot of of great knowledge to share and I think they play like background parks music uh, in the vehicle itself. So uh, yeah, but that is a, that is just a really great milestone and I can't wait to try this out. Uh, so that is one small piece of news story. So the other small thing at Walt Disney World I just want to mention is that reservations are now open for Topolino's Terrace, Flavors of the Riviera, uh, which is located over at the new Disney Riviera Resort at uh, the Walt Disney World. That is one of the new... Uh, DVC resorts that is opening up later this year in December. So uh, they are doing a, a dinner experience as well as a breakfast dining experience. Uh, so for breakfast, you'll be able to hang out with a lot of your friends like Mickey, uh, Minnie, Donald and Daisy. Uh, the breakfast uh, will have a lot of greats, kind of like European offerings. Um, the breakfast uh, will be happening daily from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, and this will count as a table service entitlement for breakfast on your Disney dining plan if you do it. And then the evening dinner will be going from 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., and, of course, uh, this will actually count as a two-table service on your disney dining plan so uh it will be a signature spot uh but again this is this restaurant is at the top of the riviera resorts where you'll get great views of the park so that that is really exciting um I won't be able to try that on this trip, but definitely on the next one I want to try to, to go visit because I, I actually really want to stay at the Riviera Resort the next time we travel to Walt Disney World. So hopefully uh, we can do that sometime in the past but or in the future. So yeah, if you want to make a reservation for the dining experience uh, or the breakfast dining experience, you can do that today. So that is happening. And they also release a lot of the, the food items that you can get at these, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go through that. But a lot of it sounds amazing, and it's all European uh, flavor dishes so Uh, but yeah so that is all the news over at the Walt Disney World Park so a couple few news items uh, over happening at Disneyland so I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned this ride but the over at the Pixar Pier there's a brand new attraction that is being built um which is called it's it's based on inside out and it's it is called well it's called inside out emotional whirlwind so pretty much it's like a one of those a spinning ride where um what's happening is is that it's you're hopping aboard one of the eight memory movers. Uh, so if you've seen the movie, you, you've seen the scene where there's like you see like the memories in those like kind of like crystal balls a little bit. So it's like you're going into this kind of room where you see all these crystal balls inside, and uh, you're hopping aboard a, a memory mover. Uh, so you'll get to experience like joy, sadness, anger, or disgust, um, and you'll kind of go through all the memories that are being collected uh, throughout the, the the ride. So. Uh, This is a a very kind of whimsical uh, atmosphere Uh, and then Michael Giacchino who composed the tracks for Inside Out, he created five new music tracks for the attraction, Um, one for each of those emotions. So uh, this is uh, opening up very soon. Uh, They don't have like a date yet, but it's opening up at Pixar Pier very soon. Uh, Pixar Pier actually is celebrating its one year anniversary this, uh, this past year. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, it actually looks pretty cool. There's a lot of great concept art out there. There's not, I feel like there's not a lot of information that's been talked about for this ride, but yeah, just a small little attraction that is opening up, uh, very soon over at Pixar Pier. And then the last piece of news we have for today, um, let's see, where is it? I'm looking through my notes. Okay, so... Uh, again, the popular Soarin' Over California, uh, Disney, what they did, they brought it back for the whole month of June, uh, but due to guest popularity, it is now staying open until August 31st. So, uh, hey, I really hope this stays. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Soarin' Over California. I don't like, I mean, I do, I do like Soarin' Over the World, just not as much as Soarin' Over California, um. I think mostly because of the score. I think the score is just um, so—I don't know. I just it's so powerful. I just I love it. Um, So, so yeah. It is now staying open until August thirty first. But as an extra little bonus, Disney is letting annual pass holders spend an extra hour. At the parks every Thursday night, uh, where you can fly Soren over California. So, beginning June 27th through the end of July, every Thursday night pass holders can stay at the park to fly on Soren over California. So, if you're visiting the park, kind of just wait till after park closing, because uh, yeah, I think the lines will probably be shorter for that. Uh, but yeah, so that is super exciting, and hey, maybe Disney will keep it. Who knows? Who, who knows what they're gonna do? But. But yeah, so that is it for the news today, but uh, stick, um, stay right there because we're going to go over a couple questions that we have in, and uh, I got some long answers for these questions. So uh, yeah, stay, uh, sit tight. So, we have a couple questions today. The first one is actually about July 4th at Walt Disney World. So, this question comes from Yesgal, who goes by Mrs. Everyday Mommy, over on Instagram. She was asking about what are the best spots for celebrating July 4th? So, best spots is kind of like a to me like a broad question but um what i'm going to kind of do with this is elaborate a bit more on like what you can actually do at the the walt disney world park for fourth of july because there's a a decent amount of activities and and then i'll be able to throughout that answer or or throughout like me telling that i can kind of answer what the best spots or maybe like what the best game plans are for fourth of july so Personally, up front, I've actually never been to the Walt Disney World Park at Fourth of July, but I've heard a lot of things and read a lot of things, and I can kind of give my my partake or my um, my opinion on what you could do. But I would actually love to hear from the the listeners um, what is your like Fourth of July plans? Like, what do you think is the best thing to do at Fourth of July at Walt Disney World Park? And then next week, if uh, if I get any in, I'll I'll tell them on the show. So. So yeah, first, what's happening there's a lot of stuff going over on at Magic Kingdom. We're going to mostly we're going to be spending time at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So the biggest thing that is happening over at Magic Kingdom is the Disney's Celebrate America a 4th of July concert in the sky. So uh, this will be an amazing display of color, fireworks and music on both actually July 3rd and July 4th. So the fireworks will be taking place at 9:15 on both nights. Um So that is happening on both of those dates. So I from what I've heard It's probably better to go to the one on july 3rd. It will be a lot less crowded Um the best spots uh, to kind of answer the question is wherever you kind of think It's best to view the fireworks. I don't know if they really do any projections for this, but uh to me, I always try to When I when I watch fireworks at at disneyland or disney world, I try to go closer to Frontierland, because i like to like book my way on over to like the haunted mansion and uh big thunder mountain railroad after that so i always kind of stay over there but i think with these fireworks you can actually go to any of the beaches at the resort so especially like the polynesian uh i would watch the fireworks over there because i don't think there's a lot of um uh, a lot of projections on the castle i God, don't quote me on that I'm, i probably should have researched that like a little bit but i think if you're just looking for fourth of july fireworks you can definitely view them from the beaches of of um of, uh i'm blanking oh the Polly or the grand Floridian. so i would probably do that um and over at magic kingdom Reserves also dance parties so there's uh, two patriotic dance parties so there's one in frontierland Uh, Which is like a hoedown and then over in Tomorrowland there is a uh, out of this world galactic gathering That's what they're calling it. So yeah, you can go to either of those two lands for some dance parties Uh, And of course, uh, you're gonna want to see what Sam Eagle has to say Oh, as the the Muppets kind of do there they over in Liberty Square Muppets uh, do their their stage show every year so well, not stage show. They're up in like the building, so you wanna wanna hear what they have to say over there. Um, but yeah, so that is what's going on over at Magic Kingdom. And then we're going to head on over to Epcot. So the uh, Voices of Liberty, the acapella group, will be performing a patriotic medley throughout the day on July 4th. Uh, and you can find them inside the American Adventure Rotunda over at 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. And then over at the American Gardens uh, Theater Stage at 5 p.m. Or sorry, at 5.30 p.m., 6.30, and 8 p.m. So if you're a fan of Voices of Liberty, you definitely want to check that out. Um, And then at 9 p.m. for Illuminations, they are having uh, what it's called the Heartbeat of Freedom. So it's uh, another patriotic fireworks display. So I think what it is, uh, uh, oh, so I think what it is, it's like you're going to see Illuminations. And then at the, the end of it. Uh, you're going to see the, the Heartbeat of Freedom tag. So I believe that's what it is. But So Disney also said that this is actually going to be the last year for the Heartbeat of Freedom as well. So since Illuminations is going away this year, this is actually the last year you can see the Heartbeat of Freedom. So if you want to check that out, I would definitely go and do this. And this is only happening on July 4th. So, kind of what I was saying before is like, if you want to see both of these displays while you're at Walt Disney World, the best thing to do is go to the uh, Magic Kingdom on July 3rd, and then on July 4th, you're gonna to want to check out Illuminations um, uh, over there at Epcot. So, for best spots, you know, I'm, I, I've only seen Illuminations a couple times, and. I really enjoyed seeing illuminations near the future worlds uh, or the world showcase entrance pavilion, mostly because I was able to kind of get out of the park quicker. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't stuck all the way back in the countries at all. Uh, but there's good views over there. Um, uh, people will probably have they're probably people probably yelling into the their car or their headphones right now saying no this is the best spot for illumination so if you think there's a good spot for illuminations send it in and i'll kind of talk about it next week in the show but uh yeah so i think that's that's the kind of game plan i would do to watch the two sets of fireworks at magic kingdom epcot uh, oh and i forgot to mention the last thing that's happening over at epcot is the spirit of 76 attire will be worn by the the character's so, you'll see, like, Mickey, Minnie, I think Goofy as well, like, kind of all dressed up in very, uh, Spirit of 76 ensemble. so they'll be doing, uh, meet and greets over at the American Adventure on July 4th, so those are special character costumes, so if you want to check that out, you're gonna to want to go over to the American Adventure on July 4th, so... Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, those are the kind of things that are happening in July 4th. Hopefully I was able to answer that question about the best spots. But I think uh, the game plan, what I would do, like I already said, to recap, you're going to go to Magic Kingdom July 3rd, see the fireworks. July 4th, you're going to be going on over to Epcot. So... Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I would do over there. So yes, Cal, thank you so much for that question. And with July 4th coming up in a few weeks, I think that was a good time to, to answer that. So, all right, cool. Thanks. So, all right. The next question is Carter. So Carter is a good friend of the show. He is actually asking a question that is based on kind of what we were talking about. Uh, was it last week? Yeah. We were talking about last week about how you can do a, uh, a you can go to Walt Disney World, but not do like visit any of the parks. You kind of just like stay on the resort. So like he was kind of going off of that and he was saying how like he never really thought about it before. So his question was like, what would be a good three-day trip uh, that involves going to the park zero times? Like, is there enough to do? Um, so to me, there's, there's, plenty to do like i i think i could spend a a good three days probably even more at walt disney world and not even go to the parks um so like i actually know um so my my aunt and uncle or my wife's aunt and uncle they actually have a place at celebration um uh, and what they do is they like go down for a week, but maybe go to the park like two times, but they spend their time down there going to a lot of different things. But anyways, but if you, if you don't have a place of celebration. Um, so what I would do is I would find a resort that you, you can splurge a little bit on. So I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't do a value resort because there's the amenities there aren't that great. I would definitely find a resort that has a lot more menor, me- amenities. So you definitely want to do a moderate or, or a deluxe I would definitely do a deluxe, especially since you're not paying for theme park tickets. Um, uh, there, What I would do if you're doing a deluxe, I would definitely stay in like a few of these areas. So first, I would try either the boardwalk area where you could stay in the boardwalk uh, resort or the, the beach and yacht club. Or you can do the swan and dolphin, but I probably wouldn't want to do that. I would do the boardwalk or beach club or yacht club. Uh, there's a ton to do there. The Beach and Yacht Club, Beach, and, oh, wow. The Beach and Yacht Club both have. They share the Stormalong Bay, which is like an amazing pool. It has a lazy river. It's got a sand bottom pool. It's everyone says it's the best pool on property. Um, so that is if a really great way to use the resort if you want to do the pool over there. And plus, if you're in the Boardwalk area, there's lots of different restaurants over there. You can go visit Jelly Rolls. Um, there's the Atlantic dance hall. There's a lot going on in the boardwalk area that you can walk around. You can go to ample Hills, get ice cream. There's a lot of food and stuff over there that kind of relax. So a lot of, some good night, like like stuff over there. Uh, or you could stay over at Saratoga Springs or old key West. Um, uh, these are actually like the cheapest of like the deluxe resorts or like the, the DVC villa resorts. So they're the cheapest to kind of rent or buy or, or pay for, um, Uh, I would also go to one of those mostly because they're close to Disney Springs. Like with uh, Saratoga Springs, you can actually visit um, the uh, uh, Saratoga Springs. You can actually walk to uh, uh, Disney Springs. It's very close by. You can walk over there. Old Key West, there's the boat transportation, which is nice. You can take a nice boat ride to and from over there as well. Um, And then... Uh, you can also stay in the Bay Lake area. Uh, I think Wilderness Lodge is on the lowest end out of the deluxe resorts out of, like, Contemporary, Poly, and the Grand Floridian. And, hey, Wilderness Lodge is my favorite resort on property. Uh, so you can you can do that as well. So you can visit kind of that area and visit all the, the resorts around there. Um, so as far as, like, transportation, you were kind of asking about that. So it kind it of kind of depends on where you stay um you uh, honestly it, it could be cheaper to rent a car because uh you can't do resort-to-resort tram- transportation. So if you want to go to different resorts, um you really need to like either take an Uber, but that could become costly at times because uh yeah, it's it's that yeah, it's costly. It'll add up over time, especially if you're going from place to place. So it might be better just to, to rent a car. Um, so you kind of have to weigh your options there, uh, especially if you say Okie West. I said this before. You've, you can park directly in front of your room. Um, but yeah, so transportation is a little bit tricky. It, it really depends on, on, on how you plan on doing this no resort option. I, honestly, I think if I were to do a three day trip. I would rent a car, especially if you're not going to any of the parks. It would just be easier to get to and from the resort, especially if you're renting a car. That means you can also do things outside of Walt Disney World. I know it's a sin, but like if you want to visit like the beach or whatever, the beach isn't too far. You can go do that. Uh, Disney has their Vera Beach Resort that's not that far. You can go to like Clearwater. uh, but yeah, that, that kind of gives you a lot more flexibility of like going to do things outside of Walt Disney world. If you really want to go to, uh, this Kennedy space center or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I would also going back to the hotels now is honestly, I would try to find a room that has like a kitchen in it. Uh, that way you can kind of have that like homey feel Um, this would, this would allow you to kind of get a DVC resort, like a villa. So you can, you can, you can pay for a resort out of pocket for it. Or uh, a cheaper option is even renting a DVC points, which is what Katie or the co or my co-host Katie did recently on her trip Well, her dad kind of did it, but we talked a little bit about it on episode 74. So we have some insight there, but yeah, you can rent DVC points. People do it all the time. There's some great websites out there that allow you to do it. Um, but yeah, I'll get something with a kitchen so you can have food delivered to your room so you can spend a little less money, like, so you can cook uh, cook breakfast there. Uh, so the studios do have, like, a very tiny kitchen if you, bought a, if you got a studio room. There's no oven, but it does have a microwave in it. Uh, so that kind of helps out a bit. You get, like, a coffee pot, but... This, I think, this would be fun to get like a one-bedroom villa. That way, you feel like you're at home. You have some space, uh, and you also get a full kitchen over there. So, if your if your time is flexible, uh, going to Walt Disney World and just wanting to do a resort stay, I would definitely look for a good deal when it comes to a one-bedroom villa when it's not peak times. Uh, you can I would definitely do that. So, uh, but there's tons of activities to do at Walt Disney World without having even going to the parks like say you wanted to have like a spa treatment like you could definitely do a spa uh, over there like the um uh we have uh, where where are they i had my list uh, i had my list in front of me for the spas uh, so i mean pretty much every resort has a sp- uh, not every resort but a lot of the big resorts have a spa so like cornell springs has one the boardwalk villas has one um, you can go to Senses over at Saratoga Springs or at Grand Floridian. Um, the the Yacht Club has one. Uh, so there's, there's a, b- a bunch of different spas. There, there's not a lot, but you can do. I would probably suggest going to the Senses Spa, which is at Saratoga Springs or the Grand Floridian. Those are... Those are two, I've heard, really great ones if you just want to get a treatment done. So, again, another activity. But they have, like, things to do. Like, you can do uh, a paid activity. Like, uh, if you wanted to go horseback riding, you can go to Fort Wilderness. They have a lot of different activities over at Fort Wilderness if you like the outdoors. If you like fishing, you can go on, on a fishing excursion. You can go out onto Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, or you can actually cruise on Crescent Lake and go on to the World Showcase Lagoon, which is awesome. So you can go right in the World Showcase Lagoon and kind of fish over there. Um, they have the fishing excursions at a lot of the marinas. So like you can launch from Fort Wilderness, the uh, Caribbean Beach Resort, uh, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Oak West, Polynesian, Port Orleans Riverside. Wilderness Lodge or the Yacht Club, and you can also, if you don't want to go fishing, you can actually rent a boat if you'd like for a small amount of time. They have like the big pontoon boats you can rent, or you can get in like one of those. I think they call them like mice boats. It's like a two, small two-person boat that you can like go on Bay Lake, on, and you can rent a lot of these boats from the the places I just listed, plus a lot more. Um, but not only that is that you can also experience a lot of food. I mean, the food options that you can now do are are great. So spend more on food. You're not going to the parks. Do some unique signature dining experiences. I would highly suggest doing California Grill. Uh, I, I talked about that a few weeks ago. How it's my one of my favorite. I think it was last week. It um, it was my it's my favorite spot. But there's a lot of uh, unique dining locations that you could try over at the different resorts. Go to, like, Boma or Jiko. I think Jiko is the more signature one at the Animal Kingdom. Just try, yeah, try Try a lot of different foods. And, of course, the last thing you do is resort hop. The, each hotel has different unique activities that you could do. Like, I, I know the Wilderness Lodge, they have, like, tours that you could take, like, a free tour. Uh, check out to see what each resort has, and I mean, each one is just so well themed. Uh, so yeah, you can do that. I mean, there's a lot you could do within three days. I just listed off a lot of different things, uh, but also uh, on the three-day vacation is relax. You can uh, you can just stay at a resort and relax by the pool, grab some drinks, uh, take take the resorts all in, take eat all the food there. So. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it definitely could be done if you do a three-day trip uh, to the Walt Disney World Resort and, and not visit the parks. So, uh, but yeah, Carter, thanks for that follow-up kind of question on that. Much appreciated. So uh, those are all the questions I have for today. But uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episodes, guys. Uh, so if you're not subscribing to the podcast please do so on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcast. And you can check out every single episode at XSPressPodcast.com where you can find us over there, some news articles that are being written. And, guys, make sure you're checking out our shop where, for the first time, you, the listeners of the show, can support the podcast. So uh, we have our very first XSPress t-shirt up there. Uh, there are free shipping on all the items up there, and all the money that is earned goes directly back into the show, uh, and it will goes uh, it will goes towards the hosting costs and possibly more merchandise in the future. But to be honest, I actually just use it to kind of help with the podcast studio. I so I I flubbed up this uh, this past week where um, I. Yeah, I don't want to go into it, but I was—I had some very technical difficulties, and I kind of repeated it again this past week, and I was like, okay, I need to get a piece of equipment. It's called a mixer. I, I got a mixer for the show to kind of help me not um, screw up anymore. I, it's something that I've been needing for the show for a long time. It's just like I haven't wanted to put the money towards it, but because of you, the listeners, and for your support, I use that money to put it towards a mixer to kind of help out the show because... I, I can't repeat those errors that I made this past week. I did it twice and I I was so upset with myself. So I'm never, never going to let that happen again. So yeah, I bought a mixer that I can help. It'll help me record the calls um, between Keddy and I. And when I have people interviewing, uh, when I'm interviewing people, uh, for the the cast member shows so yeah thank you for the listeners for the, for the for those who have bought t-shirts already and really helped supporting the show uh, much appreciated and if you again if you want to help support the podcast if you are enjoying these shows, please go ahead and purchase one of those t-shirts today it'll yeah it'll help us out so thank you guys much appreciated there. Uh, so I did just mention uh, cast member interviews we will be having another one this week so stay tuned later this week and if you want to be on a future show others, sh- of the podcast if you're a previous cast member and you want to be interviewed and kind of talk about your experience on the show uh just reach out and i'll get you on a future episode um and lastly uh if you are not following us on social media please do so at XS press podcast on instagram facebook and twitter uh and of course oh last uh nope that wasn't the last thing the last thing i want to mention is feel free to shoot us over an email at matt at matt at excesspresspodcast.com again if you want to be on the show or if you have any questions so all right guys thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show this is matt from the Access press podcast signing off until next time travelers We hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!